Storm. Okay, so essentially you had a like a fifth grade thing over at your buddy's place. Your yeah, cousin's it, place. It was it, it was high, it was high school all over. Again. High school all over again. It was a sleepover, pizza, and yeah, and we just stayed up until three o'clock in the morning playing video games. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. At backside attack. At big save. Hey, twenty twenty three. Twenty three. Uh, well, again, redo. Redo. Because for whatever reason, our last episodes were thumbs down, fart sound for the old YouTube. That's right. They're like, that's uh, true. we're not uh, we're not too keen on you guys posting your happiness, and like nothing controversial. I don't know what was going on. I don't know why I did that. I don't know what the. Reason I still don't was. know why that. Yeah, that's what you explained to me. I'm like, what what did we say that was just so off putting? There was nothing there. There, I, I don't even know if it was like a uh, like a content because there's no content advisory. It's just like it just wouldn't load. Once it's 95% stopped, and then I, I changed the videos up a little bit again, and they went to 95% processing and stopped. And then the one that actually made it was taken down. So I had like no explanation. So I don't know what the hell is going on there. So if anybody does know why that happens, I would love some input because that's the first for us with like zero viewers. That's weird. Yeah, because yeah. nobody no nobody's watching us. They're listening. Yeah, but yeah, that's that is very strange. I don't know why that happened. It is what it is. So mm-hmm. we're doing a redo video for all of the uh, the stuff we talked about last time, and uh, you're gonna Fonzie up, you're gonna pop the collar. Yeah, you know, pop the collar and get yourself ready Stay to warm. go. Yeah. Stay warm. Stay <laughs> warm because the volcano is cold. This yeah, week. it's just. But yeah, Alberta got spared. Our, our, our weather is gonna be nice. So yeah, we're looks like we're gonna have a good a, a good winter. Mm-hmm. Well, a good I, I guess so. Right? We're really better like, winter in I the say, first yeah. month of winter. Yeah, like we're we're. What is it? Thursday and Friday will be above zero. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day. I'll take it all day long. Yeah. Throw a little bit of salt on the uh, mm-hmm. on the little sidewalk there. Yeah, your, your sidewalk, yeah, needs a little bit of work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's mine does too. Yeah. It's. I mean, the problem is it's painted and it's far too clean. So once that rain and the sleet kind of hit it, it just froze over. Mm-hmm. So now I've got a, a yeah. nice little thin sheen layer of skating rink out there. Yeah. There's um. Actually, I was, I was thinking about this on the on the way here. Is that um uh, just to get you right into it. What was Lisa Marie Presley most known for? Mary Michael Jackson. Yeah. R- right off the bat when you say okay, that. Okay, I'll say this. What else was she known for? Well, she's Elvis's daughter. Besides that. Besides the people she was associated with, what else did she do? Did Lisa Marie do? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think that's it. She had one song that I remembered when I heard it. Okay. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that she released like a fairly moderate hit. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it was in the early 2000s. They played it on, on one of the shows when it was on, but I didn't... Okay, honestly, I didn't take the time to go back and look at it mm-hmm. or listen to it, but mm-hmm. when I heard it when they were playing it, I'm like, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that being on the radio for some time. But if you tell me what was she most known for, A, the first thing I think of, even before the, the her father was the most famous like singer, arguably, the arguably. king of rock and roll of all time, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right, she married Michael Jackson. That's what I remember first, and then I remember she's also Elvis's kid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How about you? Was there was there a recall that you had of something that were, like you remembered? No, I was just struggling if I could think of anything. And I was like, even on the way here, I'm like, what the fuck did she know? Was she known for was besides those thing, things? Uh, claim yeah. to fame. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I mean, I would say also she was fairly like uncontroversial outside of like the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, like she much. was pretty uncontroversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her issues, but like you know, she was also. Like, connected to two of the most famous musicians of all time. Yeah. So you think somebody like that might have some ups and downs. But for the most part, like, she, like, never ran over anybody in a car. She uh, didn't do a, a line of coke, get in her car and ram through another car, killing, like, a mother. Yeah, I wonder if her, mo- I wonder if her like, uh, her mom kept her in there. Hmm? What if her mom kept her in line? Maybe. I mean, they seem to be fairly, uh, I, I guess, they were always connected to each other in a positive way in the media anyway. 
And you yeah. never heard about them having like a blowout or yeah, I think the I, jugs? Yeah, I would rather like to honor, to honor her legacy, I'd rather like watch Naked Gun than to listen to any of her songs. Was she the Naked Gun? No, her mom was though. Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Priscilla wasn't Naked mm-hmm. Gun. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna honor the mother? Yeah. I'm gonna honor the mother. I'll sidestep it. Yeah. In the, in the face of your demise or passing, I'll sidestep all the stuff that you may have been a part of. I'll watch, I'll watch one of your mom's movies. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the, uh, I guess that was one of the things we talked about last time. The episode that is no more. The episode. Mm. No more. Um, mm. Death. Celebrity deaths. Like 2023 was, or 22 was full of Fold wild. Of, of just wild deaths. Like 50 plus celebrity deaths. Yeah. I won't break, I won't break my phone out this time. But like, oh, you yeah. could. Yeah. I mean, we're there. Might as well. But yeah, it was uh, like from Bob Saget and Louis Anderson. And yeah, we lost a lot of good comedians. A lot of good comedians. Uh, um, Gilbert Gottfried. Um, yeah, we lost a lot of them. So yeah, a lot of um, good ones. Yeah, I can't hear the laughter anymore. The laughter. <laughs> the, the year the laughter died. Yeah, that's. Um, I was thinking about that actually. Like speaking of the the year that the whatever died, I kind of feel like in 2022, it was the year that I think I realized we see too much. As like a society, as like as consumers, like consumers of media or content, like we see too much. Like if you think about like way back in the day, way back in the day, you had, I guess, say Buster Keaton, right? Mm-hmm. Buster Keaton was doing wild, crazy stunt stuff. Yeah, but that was all like movies and planned, and nobody had seen that before. And stunts were getting wilder and crazier and whatever, and that was kind of contained to like to Hollywood, just to, to cinema in general. Mm-hmm. And then as uh, like you know, I guess cameras got more accessible to the general public, America's Funniest Videos, like your next real, like wild step yeah. in what we see as a consumer. Yeah, like so whatever America's Funniest Home Videos was, right. that became like anyone could do that and get it out into the ether. Anybody. Yeah. And now we're, like, well, okay, after that was maybe the Faces of Death, which otherwise like, I think was maybe fake for the most part. <clears throat> like it always seemed to be kind of like a little bit too, like everything was caught too well on camera. You never really saw the ending of stuff. Excuse me, but I think that was like, I think everybody knows now that was mostly fake, right? Yeah. It wasn't real. But then like with the internet now and phones and cameras and stuff, I was just on Reddit yesterday. I saw a cop shoot a guy eight times, eight or ten times. And the guy's alive, full of bullet holes and like slowly walking towards death, falls down and dies. I'm like, that's it. This is bonkers, man. We see way too much as a consumer of media now. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's like you can get caught in overload. Right. And, uh... Yeah, I think it's just too easy. It's like you can get sucked in easily and yeah, you just believe everything you see, which is like, which I think is just... Well, that's the re- Yeah, which is like the reason why our, the, the, you know, society is the place it's in right now. It's, it's crumbling? <laughs> yeah. It's slowly falling apart? Yeah, like uh, there's a... Um, the sensitivity? Yeah, I think, I think it's because there's just too much... There is a lot out there mm-hmm. and people are either just like, they're not taking advantage of it in the way they should. Right, they're, they're, they're rather, they're, I think they're exploiting it rather than um, using it to its full advantage. It, well, yeah, in I mean, a good way. I they're using say. it in the most negative light. Yeah, right? exactly. Like I kind of always joke. Like there is my one little, like my little little bit, I guess, for lack of a better term, about how if you took your phone and you went to 1986 and showed your like eight year old, nine year old self a cell phone, like a, a smartphone, mm-hmm. it blows his mind. He'd be like, "This is amazing." So what do you do with it? You change the world. You must be changing the world. And you're mm-hmm. like, "Well, mostly." Like, I, I send photos and stuff to my friends mm-hmm. of, like, dumb stuff that I see other friends for post. Like, well, I mean, that's cool on the side, but what else do you do with it? Are you, are you making movies? It's like, well, people do try to make things, and then everybody just kind of shits on it. Like, everybody else is kind of, like, craps all over any kind of creativity. And usually, more often than not, one party will really like it, the other party will really hate it. 
then they'll get into a war online on this thing called Twitter where people just go and complain all day long. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll probably look at you like, well, that's that's kind of sad. Like, what else can you, can you do anything good with it? Like, what can it do? It's like, well, they're, they're neat. They're made of like an unbreakable glass. Apparently, it breaks all the time. They're waterproof because people keep dropping them in the toilet or they jerk off in the shower. It's like, this is all the stuff that our technology does that we use it for. That's just sad. Like, if you have to explain what you actually do with your smartphone yeah. to your like 10-year-old self. Yeah, I think your 10-year-old self would be like, well, why don't you just use it? If you could do all that, why don't you use it for all that? Yeah, why don't you use it for the good stuff it can do instead yeah. of being a loser and using it to bitch and moan well, on things that don't matter? Yeah, but the thing is that if you don't have those features on your phone, then the phone is deemed useless and which will not sell. It, it, that's it too, yeah. right? Yeah. And... But, Let's just, let's just like forget about the fact that it's a it's a waterproof phone or it's got great like yeah you know, like a like a structure structurally like in, integral integral integrity. Let's just say it's not just a cool piece of shit in your pocket, right? Okay. But let's just say the software and the ability of the phone. We don't even use that. No, we don't. Like forget about how great they're built, the build quality. Mm-hmm. We just don't even use them for anything positive at all. No, it's the yeah. There's a uh, yeah. I, I don't really um, like the. The idea, the ability of your phone is to like if you, if you are if you are a creative person, whether it's video or audio, um, you can. Um, there's so many applications you you can use it for. Mm-hmm. So you spend all that money on it, um, you might as well just take advantage of it. And so most people are just not doing that or using it to create things that are just right. harmful. But that that's 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 the world we live in. That's the world. We, those are the people who populate the world. Yeah, live. exactly. So, I mean, Soderbergh made like two movies now on an iPhone and instead of, like if he hadn't told anybody he did it, they'd watch it they, like a yeah. Soderbergh movie Yeah, and be just completely enthralled by his storytelling, right? But instead, because they're known to be having been shot, I think like an iPhone 11 and an iPhone 12, whatever they were, or even, I think they were even before that. They might have been 10s. Um, puts an anamorphic lens on it, makes this great, like two pretty great movies. But instead of watching two really good movies, people just shit on the fact that it's on an iPhone. Yeah. Why don't you, or you, what you could do is you could celebrate the fact that this is this was shot so well and it was just shot on a phone. On a thing you have in your pocket. Yeah. Like I remember I was, talking, I was watching um, The Grand Tour and like, they, were, uh, they were watching this thing called Drive Tribe. It's all about like the, it's a car thing where like people can come, come on there and, and it's like the, um, if you're a car f- fanatic, you can just like. An enthusiast. You're an enthusiast, you can film stuff. And James May says, "You want to be a uh, you want to be a, uh, an automotive journalist. Um, all you need is this. That's all you need. A Google Pixel? No, you just need a phone. He goes, you can do you can write on it. You can take yeah. you can uh, write everything on your computer, and it's, you could use your use this, take pictures of it, shoot videos of it, upload it. He goes, that's all you need to do. That's get you get started have. from there. So that's just one example, and I think that people are just not uh, using it for all its intensive purposes that, no. that it was built for." They want so. the biggest and the best one. They want the greatest version of that thing. Yeah. That they use exactly how they use the same thing 10 years ago. Yeah. And like so, the actual usage hasn't changed since like the 3G. No, if I if I looked at the, um, the when I got the first iPhone, the 3, the three, yeah, the 3G, and I look, if I fast forward and see what the new S23 Ultra is going to do, I'm like, I can't wait to take advantage of all that. Yeah, well, I mean, we, granted, like, I kind of feel we are in the minority because we are nerds. We're kind of techie with all the stuff yeah, that we do. The um, I think it's just uh, um, that's true. I would say, um, yeah. I just wish people would uh, just yeah. Just it's it's meant for like creating all these things. So right. instead of like going on social media and like posting all these stupid things on Instagram and actually, well, Instagram you could be people post really good things like they can like you know Instagram if, 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 if it's if it's family stuff and stuff like that. Picture right. your kids. You want to, but for people who are just like uh, um. Just doing, just just doing like stupid videos of TikTok and stuff like that. 
um, a dance, the dance or something like that. Just trying to make, just to be famous instead of trying to get a job. Get out of here. I just, uh, yeah, get out of here, man. I just can't, I can't believe how I was watching one stream of videos today because a friend sent me one thing. If you go in there, like the reels, you can just start like looking at the reel they showed you and flip through and see the next one, next one, the next one. And a reel that popped up was just a guy handing his girlfriend a piece of paper. And the account looked like it was is fairly new, like 24, maybe like 30 posts. Because mm-hmm. that's like what I do now. I go see how many posts they have, and how many followers how followers they have to see how long it took them took them to get to where they are now. Yeah. It was like 2 million followers, 40 posts of a dude just walking up to his girlfriend, and it's his point of view, and handing her a paper of two things that he wants from her. And like one is do the laundry, the other one's like get a blowjob. Like this is it. Like this is... And you're super famous because obviously you're probably a troll because you're on the POV end. Yeah. Your girlfriend is really hot if she's your girlfriend at all. But like that's all you've got to do. And you're going to get super popular and become an influencer and maybe get some advertisers. Yeah. Meanwhile, you create real solid content. Well, okay, there's one rare exception. I've seen those kids from Africa yeah. who remake the uh, the movie scenes. They've done like the, the Matrix. They've just done Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching the Adam, speaking of Adam, the Adam Project. Mm-hmm. And there's just a bunch of little kids from Africa. And they look like they they started with iPhones. Now they've got, you know, low-end gear from a few years back. Maybe like it was gifted, whoever, whatever it was. But they're making high-quality content for a bunch of 15-year-olds. Like 10 to 15-year-olds mm-hmm. in the middle of Africa. It's beautiful stuff. Like that's what you should be following. And that's what you should be praising. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of, kind of content you should be lifting up. Yeah. And also, yeah, and if you're going to make that kind of stuff, I think that's, that's the stuff that gets more, like, either respect or gets more following. I think so. Right. Like, I think those are the people you want to, like, you want to, you want, those are the kind of people, like, uh, you want people, you want the, the people you're going to attract, are the, I think there are more, uh, I guess they're more decent people, I should say, right. rather than the people that, who are just, like, trying to, like, Make money just by acting stupid in the Starbucks or something like that. Right, they're more yeah. well-rounded. Yeah. Like if you want to see real garbage, you go to that uh, or the Reddit, the Reddit thread, the Reddit uh, group. I am the main character. You'll see some real pieces of shit. It's like R. I am the main character. R slash whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you said, it's people who are standing in front of a like a, in in a traffic circle, blocking traffic, and just dancing. Yeah, like barely wearing any clothes. Yeah, and some yeah. dude is filming them, and everybody's mad. Everybody's pissed off. But she don't give a shit. She's the main character. She's the main character. She's the main character in this car. Or in this in this uh, scene. The yeah. scene of the family guy. Going off the cliff. And Peter's like, Meg, relax. There's four out of five main characters in this car. We're not going to die. We're not going to die. We're going to yeah. be all right. Actually, you know, one thing I was, I was going to bring up is um, I was reading this article about... Uh, um, uh, this is completely off topic, but like... There are no topics. There's... um So... Uh, I was like, I, I was just doing some reading on population collapse and, uh, Oh, this is going to be cheery. Yeah. The, um, so, so I guess China has, has peaked its population. So I yeah. Believe so believe it was 150 million people. Uh, well, it's one point something, one point, I can't remember what one point, I can't remember what the billion number was. No, no, the loss in population in oh, the last I'm, like three or four months is something like 150 million Yeah. People. So what happened is that they are, they've apex now they are going to start dropping and because they've implemented the one child policy with for the since the for the past like I don't know like 15 20 years maybe it's quite some time yeah so um so yeah so they're trying to encourage more people to have to have to have more kids mm-hmm. but um due to the economy and covid lockdowns uh the economy shutting down the uh the recession that's probably coming um uh they're saying that uh, they can they would like to but they can't afford bigger houses right. they can't afford these children so the Chinese government is saying, no, they're trying to like say, you know, you have to have more kids. We're like, well, we can't afford it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
economy is not great. Right. Uh, you guys are doing nothing to help us. So in about, they're saying in the next year or so, mm-hmm. India will overtake China as the most populous country in the world. Uh, not surprising. Yeah. Because China also has a major, like a, like aging population. Oh yeah. Like they, a massive yeah, aging population. Yeah. And those people are going to flatline. They're, they're going to flatline. Yeah. And they just, like what people don't know about China is their healthcare, their healthcare might be like above average. But their state of health for their aging population is below average. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's like uh, obesity, it's, diabetes, it's smoking, pitiful. drinking. Yeah. It's really bad in China. Oh yeah, because like they, they they so because <clears throat> a lot of companies that uh, that were in, in like North America, they um, a lot of people made a lot of money bringing mm-hmm. those franchises over. Like KFC right. is huge in China, huge fried chicken in general. It, fried chicken in general. Yeah, like, KFC like, is massive. Yeah, because my cousin was in Hong Kong and she said, yeah, people are like eating that stuff. They're just. They're just chewing on the bones to like clean their teeth, basically. Right. They love that shit there, <laughs> and uh, the um, it's the unhealthiest diet. Everyone smokes there. Smoking is actually like considered like you have to do it almost. Well, it's weird because yeah. there there are things in China that are status symbols. Yeah. If you can afford cigarettes and you're fat, well, obviously that you're rich. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are, there are weird things they look at over there that they think, well, this person's wealthy. It's like if you're light skinned, you're obese, and you smoke, well, you can afford things that we can't afford: shelter, yeah. food, and cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's awful. Like I think like uh, like type two diabetes, like type type one isn't so much an issue, but I think it was. I'm pretty sure it's China. Well, you should research this yourself too. But type two diabetes is on the rise, like in the last 10, 15 years. Just because this idea of these people who just didn't take care of themselves and poorly educated their children and how to take care of themselves, yeah. who poorly educated their grandchildren, and now you're hitting, like you said, that apex of like just terrible health in people. Yeah, and so yeah, we're gonna see. Um, yeah, and I, I think it was, um, yeah, and yeah, I, I guess everyone was worried about like uh, um, climate due to like human activity. So so the the uh, the natural thing to say after that is that you know there's too much there's too many people on Earth. Right. And so we have an overpopulation problem. No, we have a declining population problem. For sure. Yeah. And that's the big, that is, that's so evident now. Mm-hmm. And so, and we've talked about this before, but like, yep. uh, it's, um, yeah, people are just not having kids because especially now it's like, who would want to have a kid now in the, in the recession, especially the United States. Oh, for sure. The U S you're seeing like birth rates go down. I mean, that's, it's weird how you hear about the, uh, the argument that like the hillbillies and the extremists always going to make, like you're bringing in more people who have these birth rates. Like mm-hmm. there's like insanely high birth rates. Why yeah. are you bringing so many like immigrants, brown skinned people, just nothing but ba- nothing but babies. But like you know, hillbillies kind of do it too, so it negates that. But they're all not having kids because so they can't afford to have kids. Yeah, unless they're really uneducated and they're having them because they just don't know any better. Yeah, they have nothing else to do but there's nothing else to do yeah. but bang it out yeah. and just like popping out babies left mm-hmm. and right. Yeah. Lurleens and yeah, Lurleen Lumpkins. Lurleen Lumpkins spent the last <laughs> night in a ditch. <laughs> Oh, her career went down. Yeah. Man, she was a real rock star. Or a I, real rising I, That's really you mentioned that. I was just thinking about her the other day. Homer just, yeah. Homer came out of pretty hard. Finally bagged me a Homer. Finally bagged me a Homer. <laughs> and Homer left and her just, life went to shit. Yeah. She went from being like, uh, what was her voice? It was somebody. Uh, like a voice of an angel. The voice of an angel. But yeah. some like famous country singer. I can't remember. She uh, went from that to like V.I. Warshawski. Like, yeah, exactly. We're like, Beggy Hyde and she's like, yeah, and welcome, welcome, Larlene Lumpkin. Uh, Larlene, how's you doing today? <laughs> uh, I spent last night in the ditch. Oh, what happened? Poor Larlene. Yeah. I was, um... She, not, she hit the sauce pretty hard. She hit the sauce pretty hard. Not to go totally off topic because we've got some stuff we'll cover, but I was watching, um, hey, so I, and this is not an advertisement, so like, you know, but if you want to give us some money, give us some money. Mm-hmm. Pluto TV. It's like a new service that showed up. Like Paramount owns it. It's in Canada now. It's just like tons of free content. Oh yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. I was watching old episodes of Hawaii Five O mm-hmm. from like the the sixties or the seventies, whenever it came out. McGarrett era. The um, 
Original McGarrett, not the new McGarrett. Before he's a Navy SEAL. Red Hots. Red Hots, not a sponsor of the show, but no. if you want to give us some money, we'll take your money. Yeah, but these are great. They are pretty great. But um, there were there were actors in that playing... Uh, they were obviously the age they are, because I did look it up. And the characters, they're all... They're all they all look fifty, like fifty five years old, but they're thirty. They're the actors are thirty years old, yeah, playing thirty year olds, but they all look so old. I mean, it's not even a hard life. You're an actor. It's a pretty pretty tame life. Genetics were different back then. Were they different back then? Well, look, Kate, I think health, like health maintenance, personal personal responsibility for health was different back then. Yeah, like Kate, a lot of people look at me and they think I'm thirty. Okay, and wow. I'm like. I, I, think, I, think, I think I think I think I think our generation too, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at us and be like, they can't believe we're forty four. Just put so, it out there, huh? Yeah. Just, just blow our cover. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like I'm forty. Sure. I'll be forty five in. Yeah. Uh, I'll be forty five in, in March. It's coming up quick. So, but we are old. Genetics, have, genetics have changed as, as as generations go on. So, well, I'm, I think genetics might be okay. I'm, I I think it's the health, like personal health. Responsibility taking care of. Well, that of definitely has something to do with it, yeah. Because, I mean, like, okay, if you look back in the day, if you saw a photo of, uh, of Hasselhoff, the Hoff, remember he took that one photo where he's got, like, the jacket open, mm-hmm. all the chicks were nuts for it? Like, all your all your friends, their sisters, the Hasselhoff poster is gross because he had, like, that greasy, kind of, like, <laughs> like greasy body. Yeah. Like, this guy's gross, man. Like, what is going on here? I don't know. But then, like, all of a sudden, Burt Reynolds rolls up from Deliverance. Got arms that are just gigantic. He gigantic. looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's walking around shooting that bow and arrow. And it's like, well, no, that's see, that's a man, man. That's, that's, a, man. that's a man's man. So we better start doing some curls. That guy rolled up, and like all the bodies start changing, right? Mm-hmm. It's because they just didn't know. Like this dude who's an actor who also happened to be an athlete rolls up, and he's in amazing shape. And you look like Hasselhoff, but like you're no shoulders. Like basically, you look like it's it's like a loose shirt hung on a like a wire hanger. That's what your body was. Yeah, that's what they all look like. Even like when you see if you see uh, True Survivor, the music the music video, mm-hmm. his body hasn't changed a bit. No, no, he looks rough. He still, he still looks gangly. Yeah. It's all gangly and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, women had it like things significantly easier with the way they looked for a while because like you could just be a pretty girl and everybody thinks you're just a hot chick. Yeah, I think I think also expectations of what women women, expectations of what women should look like from the '60s up until now mm-hmm. really changed. Like, uh, like look at Marilyn Monroe. Okay, was gorgeous. That, yeah, just like but she was. She had big thighs. She had a fat ass. She had like you know like everything was. She was not tight anywhere. It was disdain, but she was really pretty. But, but yeah, but she was like an icon. She was yeah. like a, she was like a women's icon. The way she looked and the way she right. carried herself. So, it's the supermodels, man. Yeah, it was like fashion and and just the idea of these clothing fit on a five ten, like like heroin chic, chic sucked in. Yeah, like yeah, and there I don't understand the the backlash towards um, supermodels when you don't get the backlash. I don't understand it. I don't... Okay, I, I do understand it, and I don't understand... I understand the jealousy. The jealousy as well. Yeah, but I don't understand... I don't, I don't get it on both sides. I, I, don't, I don't get it, like... But, but the supermodels aren't saying that. Uh, unless they're, like... They, unless they're being total bitches, where they're like, why can't you right. be more like me, right? No right. real supermodel is saying that. But on the other side, they're like... I'm sure if, they, if, they, if they say... If, they, if you see it on a magazine, say, like, that's not a real woman. How can, how can I uh, compete with that? Right. Like, you, you're not able to. You know, you're not able to, but also, like, that's... The dedication it takes to look like that is not something it's everybody not easy. have. It's have. not easy, yeah. You like they're they're just they're just genetically gifted. They're genetically gifted and they vomit a lot and they do a lot of heroin. Oh yeah, they feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be yeah, I, <laughs> that's why I, that's why I would say like, don't be jealous of their lifestyle. Yeah, it's not a great not all, not all the not all of them have fantastic lives. <laughs> no. I'm sure most of them do, but there's a percentage yeah, yeah. that has like are is bulimic and they're like not emotion, emotionally well. 
yeah. mentally well. Yeah, that, that lifestyle is like you know yeah. they party all, they get paid to party and look good. Right. That's that's what they're doing. And they put clothes on that, that that look outrageous. What I don't get is the idea that like hey, so like a haters concept of that supermodel looks the way she looks. I hate that. The clothing should be made more for for my body type. It's like the clothing. Like there is clothing. There out is clothing there for you that will make you look good. You there's, also have to get your ass in shape. There's there's more low end stores than high end stores. No, for sure, and yeah. they don't always have the best clothes. But at the same time, it's not like like it's not like they're making dog like, clothing for yeah, humans. Like the, why don't you just temper your expectations? I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, too. like I'm not a supermodel. Yeah, like I I both agree and disagree with both ends of the argument equally. It's like I agree that you're saying that like it's an unattainable look, but I disagree that you can't eventually get there. You with can, a little bit of effort. Yeah, you can like get a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of you can you can get to the point where you're like where the body type is almost similar. Right. But if these girls who look like their facial this not is like a it. goddess, yeah, then you're don't get, uh, don't, don't be jealous of that. Like you're not That's good You're not you you were in the 90s, you were not Sydney Crawford or Christy right. Turlington. Okay? If you're eating bonbons. Yeah, and if you're sitting on the couch. If you're peg, yeah, then you know. <laughs> if you're Peggy yeah, Peggy Peggy, yeah, then you you dug your own grave. So clearly, she's also doing something right because she looked pretty like she's pretty rocking. Like Peggy oh, Bundy. Peggy's awesome. Peggy Bundy was a, was a smoke show. Yeah, like, I know she had the hair and she's kind of annoying, but like, come on now. Yeah, but she has well, she has an operatic voice. So she has an operatic voice. Yep. Uh no, I I think that's I think that's a big part of it. People have to temper their expectations on what they're angry about. Like if you're mad because a supermodel looks better than you, well, you know you got to look at what you're at. If you have three or four kids and you made those those choices in life. And you decided to be a stay-at-home mom or a soccer mom, whatever the hell it was. Well, I mean, that's kind of what you did. You can't be mad at somebody else for doing what they're doing. No, they yeah. Or you you take that frustration, and then you you do a one eighty and put right. it towards like going to the gym, turn it into something. Yeah, go into like you know change your lifestyle and be exactly. like that's uh then then you'll have less to you'll have less to complain about. I, and I'll say that like I, have guy, her, I have her body, but I don't have her. I can't have her face. I will say that as a guy who was not in the best shape for some time. I mean, like I was training, I was kickboxing at a very young age. But at the same time, like, I had a lot of natural skill, and I didn't really care about, like, you know, how I looked. So, yeah, I was I was not an obese kid, but I was, like, a chunky little kickboxer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it I used to use it. Like, I mean, I had better weight, so I generated a lot of power, and it worked out for me. It worked out to a point. And then after a while, like, you know, I got into powerlifting, and my knees started to hurt, and my, like, joints were always in pain. It's like, well, maybe I should just fucking turn things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I lost a shit ton of weight. And my biggest, I was 240-something. And I just stopped weighing myself because I was like, I'm a, I'm probably definitely over 250. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of like, like just grinding down and doing the work. And I'm not wealthy. I don't have like a gigantic full gym back there. It was nothing like that. It's just, you know, start doing 100 push-ups a day. Mm-hmm. Start doing 100 squats. Start doing crunches. Eat right. Start running. Take care of yourself. All the things that you could do because I'm deciding, I'm choosing to not make excuses yeah. and get myself to a different level of health. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because you make that choice. You have to make that choice. You have to. Yeah. The, you uh, got to. And that's, uh, um, that's a lesson for all you people out there. All you, all you pigs out there. Yeah. Just, just yeah. licking up the slop. Yeah. You, complaining about how you look. What's that line? You ate your way in, you can walk your way out. Walk your way. <laughs> you ate your way in, go walk your way out. <laughs> Uh, so we had this uh, last time. One of the things that you brought up was the Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Andrew Tate. Yeah, like the the world, like how the assholes are kind of taking over. Uh, yeah, the yeah. In, from the influential side, I should say the a hole influencer taking yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I was on the that was just, like you haven't seen this. So if you're listening to this, you haven't seen it or heard it because that's the one that's gone. I'm on the side that I I'm not a uh, a fanboy, but I appreciate uh, Jake Paul because I think he's a disruptor. I like disruptors. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Logan Paul. I think the crypto thing was shit. And I can't stand Andrew Tate. 
Because I think he's a, I think he's a fake easily made kind of guy. I think Andrew Tate says things that are good in the, in the sense that they are common sense on some, like some of his things. Right. I think he says a lot of things that are stupid. Right. And uh, um, his and his delivery of it is just um, very du- very du- douchey and, and abhorrent. Right. So um, that's the thing about him. Jake Paul, I think the way he's going after the UFC, especially. Mm-hmm. I I like I think that's good. I I fucking love a disruptor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a disruptor who uses his powers for good, mm-hmm. which I think is what Jake Paul is doing. You can say what you want about the guy, like the boxing and all that kind of crap. Like he's putting the time in, he's putting the effort in. But beyond all of that, the fact that he's disrupting an industry, which is like unionizing fighters. Yeah. Let's let's say that's the industry. Yeah. I am all over that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I think he's yeah, and I think that's what the UFC the UFC needs that. Mm-hmm. If no fighters are gonna stand up for anybody, why don't you just a guy who comes in who has all these followers makes all that money, mm-hmm. willing to put his money where his mouth is, right? Um, and will go out there and fight, fight whoever, and says it right to the the president's face or the owner's face, right? And says this, this, and this, and then the owner has has cannot like is just cannot capitulate to it. It's just uh, it's hilarious. I think it's it's, it's entertainment to me. It really is. I yeah. think I, I think you really nailed it. With it. It's hilarious. I yeah. like the fact that. It's like, um, in a way, he's kind of doing to Dana White what Trump did to Hillary there. Yeah. Where he's just, he's cocky. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more clever. He's got a, like a great rapid fire sense he's of wit. He's wittier. He's wittier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A rapid fire wit that kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he's disrupting it. And I know like Dana White's probably, you know, he's not smacking his wife in a nightclub on New Year's Eve. He's probably like pretty calm or pretty confident that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because like he does have like a large amount of control and whether or not his fighters can do that yeah. at the same time you've got to be nervous when there's a disruptor who's coming into your industry and now he's getting to mix martial arts yeah and like jake paul has very little to lose because like he's That's right he'll put he'll put his cards on the table exactly uh dana white can't he can't put his cards on the table no he's he's owned by a much larger organization that will pretty much like manage him yeah i mean he's got a small amount of movement outside of that that he can do but at the same time you think endeavor's not walking up and be like hey man i need you to just like, watch your shit. I can't imagine the conversation that happened after the slap. Well, the kapow. Well, he's which like, was a mutual kapow, it seemed. I guess so, yeah. I mean, it was like, you get hit, you hit. <laughs> it's yeah. a, like a reflex. Wham, wham. It's going to happen. Yeah, there's no, like, there's like I guess alcohol played a huge part into it. Not mm-hmm. an ex- as an excuse. But if your, wife, if your wife slaps you in a drunken rage, do you slap her back? He should never hit a lady. Like, you, you shouldn't. You should never be that guy. Like, that's a bad look on a lot of guys. Yeah. Where you just, like, like pop a, pop a chick for no reason. Like, that's a pimp move. Where you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack a, pu- a bitch. Like, so it's a punk move, too. It's a punk move, right? Just, like, smacking a broad just because you're, like, you're asserting your power over her. Unless, but, unless, unless like, like, unless she kicks her dog or something like that, they can put her, oh, yeah. They put her in headlock, yeah. If she sure. spits on a baby or kicks a puppy, I think you knock that broad the F out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And that better, that, that'll stand up in court. That'll stand up in court. Yeah. Your Honor. Uh, he hit me as hard as he could with all of his manpower and knocked my wig off. Yeah. And it was awful. And I want to sue him for everything he's worth. And the judge turns to the other guy and says, well, why, why'd you hit her? Just, well, just pick up this puppy and be like, yeah. Just pick up puppy. Yeah. She kicked this puppy. This puppy. Like she was trying to get like a to, field like to, goal. I'd like to submit this as evidence. Submit this as evidence, <laughs> your honor. Uh, I mean, or, you, yeah, you can hold on to her throughout this whole proceeding. Right. So <laughs> I, I saw red. I wound up. I popped her one. Yeah. Right across the jaw. Uh, or or just a headlock. Well, I mean, yeah. you should never hit a hit lady. Mm-hmm. You, should never, you should never hit a lady. Just a, just a headlock. Like, she kicks a puppy good. and you put her in a headlock. 
Hmm. Are you good? Or maybe like an old like a like a WWE like, like nineteen eighty nine bulldog. Yeah, or like a or just a figure four leg lock. Yeah. Yeah, put her in a figure four. Yeah. Put her in a good old figure four. Or a scorpion leg lock. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But when or, they're or in the just, club, just, oh, you know what you should do? Just give her the stunner. Give her the stone cold stunner. Yeah. Barely hurts. They'll learn a lesson. Yeah. You'll play. feel more pain than she will. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She'll go, she'll pop up and go down, but like right. But your ass in the concrete will maybe like fuck your back. Oh up. yeah, exactly. So you, maybe don't you, do that. Your your tailbone will crack. So. But when you look at that like that video, it seems it seems pretty obvious that these are two people who are very drunk. They're having that like classic like drunk girl drunk guy argument. Mm-hmm. Like hands in the face, she's crying about something. He walks up, she yells at him, she pops him one, and he reflexes and he pops her back. Mm-hmm. You can almost see where he's like, ah, bam! You thought about it like that split second, and the drunk on his head is like, do it. Oh, she's got to come and do it, mm-hmm. and he does it. And uh, it doesn't. It's not a good look. No, it's a terrible look. And he like I remember his his statement afterwards. He said like, "Well, he goes, what's my punishment going to be? Take me out for six days? Find me?" He goes, "Is that going to solve anything?" Yeah. No. No. Nope. He goes, "This is my punishment. I have to sit here and I can't argue with you guys. For whatever you guys say to me, I have to take it and right. then, and swallow it and eat it. And I have to do this for the rest of my life." Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, look at the comic books when uh, when old Hank Pym there, Hank Pym smacked his wife. That's all we think about now. Yep. I mean, one character, one character in a comic book, a fictional character in a comic book hits his fictional wife in a comic book. And that character is just like, got a big red smart, like a, a mark on him. Forever. 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 I mean, they can't even go back in comics and retcon that thing to make it be like, nope. no, it just kind of happened because Ultron took over a body, like an LMD that looked like Hank Pym. And, no, you can't do it, man. You had Hank Pym smack his wife and forever. Yeah. That's it took having to cast Michael Douglas as Hank Pym to kind of like bring that character back to the light a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, Gross. Uh, Michael but Doug- the argument. Uh, what is it? Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. No, I'm saying about the the conversation of what would have happened with uh, with Dana White. So he's, he's got very little movement. And Jake Paul has lots of movement. No, yeah, he Dana White. He, like he has been painted into a corner. Like all he can do now is promote fights. Right. Uh, anyone says anything? Like oh, he goes, oh, he, uh, the, he goes, yeah, it was a great fight. Uh, yeah, great. He was. Uh, he knocked him out with just one punch. You're like, oh yeah, like same one with that you did with your wife. And he's like, well, what's he got? And if he gets mad and like cold cocks, like if Ariel Helwani box up and he's like, hey Dana, nice shot, nice shot, yeah. yeah. And he whirls up and smacks Ariel. That that, that is no bueno. It's like, oh, he's just hitting everybody. Now. Yeah, Jake Paul has like he has it just it just threw more ammunition in Jake Paul's corner. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you never know. The fighters union, I think, is a really good idea. Hopefully, it works out. But I think so. I, I think maybe, maybe. Do you think this is this kind of this thing is kind of the thing that kind of pushes to more in that direction where the fighters union is is possible? Dana smacked his wife. Yeah. Oh no, I think I think that holds no water. I think he's gonna. I, but for all of that, like we just went over all of that, like we're joking around, whatever. Okay, it is, wait, but, but he recovers that, from that. But you think this? But you think the snowball effect where Jake Paul will be Not like? No, no. I, I think the the smack's got nothing to do with business, and the business has nothing to do with the smack. I think it comes down to if you have enough people from other organizations that get involved. And then you end up eventually doing what the UFC is just like the UFC. They've got their own fighters. They're all signed. They do their own thing. What it is, what it's doing now. You know, they've got contracts in the UFC, whatever they are. Because even those contracts are kind of, they're kind of weird, right? I mean, it depends on like when you fight and who you fight and what time of the year, all yeah. the kind of crap they do. They hold their fighters to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's going to affect that at all. I think other organizations might unionize. And who knows, they get bigger and better and badder. But like they're, they're not bad. Like one is really good. Um, Bellator is really good. PFL, like this, all the, all the organizations are really good. And they have great fighters there, mm-hmm. you know. So if they all unionize and do their own thing, it's. I think the UFC can almost be like, yeah, fuck it, we're not gonna do it. We got our own guys. We'll do our own thing. We don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So for all that fun that we just had, I don't think the union's gonna hit the UFC. 
And if it does, it's probably going to be because, like, it, it might be where fighters are either, like, really getting hurt. Maybe concussions are worse in the UFC. Maybe they get wilder. Maybe the slap league ends up being the kind of thing where it's like, well, if you're just, like, going to stand there and let somebody smack you in the head, knocking heads off. Yeah, I was watching that. That's pretty bad. I've been watching Smack League for, like, the, the, the slapping competitions for the past, like, maybe seven years. You're the one that introduced me to them. Yeah. I didn't know what they were. Until oh, like, let God, me show you yeah. Something. And then um, I was watching it, and I'm like, it was cool to see that as a niche thing. I don't want to see that as a league. You mean the concussion league? Yeah, like, I don't want to see, like, I don't like seeing, like, uh, um, women slapping other women, even though they're, like, they're these women are look like they're fucking... They're roided up as hell or whatever like that. Right. Like, or like, yeah, I don't want to see that. Like, but that's just me, right? There's, there's an appetite for it somewhere, right? But like, um, like when the guys do it, it's um, it's like because every time, like, I guess the reason, the reason I'm like the opposite of that is like where I'm like I do want to see it is like you know because you have those moments when you watch sports, uh, is when you're like this when you're just like whoa, mm-hmm. you know you have that reaction where you're just like holy crap, right? And then uh, so. You see that every single time after every slap. Right. Like in basketball, when someone hits a three, you're just like, okay, good. Okay, whatever. Oh, great. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Regular season, who gives a shit? Playoffs, who gives a shit? And then until, until you get to the finals, okay? But slap season is like, every single shot is a like, what the fuck was that? Right. How every did you... Shot. Every shot. Like, or you're like, how did, that, like that, how did you st- take that and still standing? Or, right. whoa, that guy's going to the hospital. It's like... um. It, to use your basketball analogy, it's like we're and and earlier we talked about the we're seeing too much, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you see three pointers, like could you imagine the first three pointer you saw, like the first three pointer the end then the NBA saw, you're like wow, from so far away, you got that, that was amazing, right? But then it's we've seen so many were desensitized, but now when you see a shot from the other end of the court, like those hail mary buzzers about to go, yeah, Stephen, launch the ball, yeah, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry's like, like wild, just like if you see those, you're like whoa. So those are the woe now. But the slap league, when you first showed them to me, I was like, every, every shot was kind of like, okay, he got hit pretty hard. But every now and then, some gigantic, thick farmer Russian would just like wallop some kid with like eyeball tattoos. Yeah, none of these, none of these guys have necks. They're not, they're no, no necks. So those are the woe moments. But now those are even few and far between. Yeah, All so the shots. Yeah, like, what, like, hey. So I, I think if you bring it to a league, it's like, what do you, like, what else can you bring to that? Right. The, the, the idea of it, of it being like, um, like lower tier, like just kind of like being a, like a, like a, like, you know, just underground sports kind mm-hmm. of, that's what made it so special. You're like, Holy right. God. I didn't like, when I first saw it, I was like, what the hell, what the hell am I missing this? What, right. uh, I've been missing this, right? Why would you pay someone or under contract or you make 50,000 or you make $50,000 like a, a, you know, every 20, uh, for a two minute match where you're just slapping each other to death. Right. That's just, I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems so ridiculous, but like I said, but like I said, there's an appetite for it. So there's an appetite for it, and that's that's what weirds me out. It's like I can I can get the novelty. Like how long could this last for? Yeah, until you have like a broken jaw or like missing teeth. Right. Like I, I guess they put a guard in there, right? But like uh, still though. Yeah, but like you know when you're when you're just knocked senseless, blown eardrums and concussions. Yeah, like you know there's there's very little difference. Like you might no worry me if I'm just correct if I'm wrong, but like getting slapped in the face mm-hmm. and getting like knocked out rather than just getting punched in the face and getting knocked out. What is the inherent What is the inherent difference? I mean, they're they're both similar, right? I mean, not not even similar. They're the same so, thing. So if I hit you like this, right. open palm, right? right? I hit you right, like right in the jawline, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is straight. These four mm-hmm. fingers are straight. I hit this really hard. The old karate chop. Not, and not like this. Right. I mean, like like that. Yeah, yeah. Or I take my fist and punch you in the face like that, right. and I hit you, and you get knocked out. Okay. Bottom either cases, you're not you're knocked out. Okay. Right. What is what is the difference? 
the difference to your brain is super similar. Is be- it's super similar, right? Yeah, you're okay. rocking the brain, right? Okay. Now, the difference between, say, like a uh, like a bare knuckle punch to the mouth, yeah, and you just like cold cock me all like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I could, that, that, that could that might do that, more damage. It can right? break your jaw, break yeah. your teeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can dislocate your jaw. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, you got like TMJ, you got surgery, you got all sorts of issues you're not going to recover from properly. On top of that, you've got the concussion. So you've walled the brain around the skull that's been hitting the walls of the skull. You're all yeah. fucked up from that. Yeah, because also like it, it depends. Like someone who knows how to punch very well. Yep. Yeah. Who's who's pretty strong, right? Or a guy who's really built and knows how to slap very well. There's, there's. I guess, they, I guess they kind of even themselves. They out. kind of even themselves yeah. out in in the sense that a concussion is a concussion. Yeah. Like if you, like, I mean, you get those guys who are on the jet skis getting concussions, right? Yeah. Just bounce around the water, their heads banging around, yeah. wakeboarders, yeah, their, bull bo- riders. their bodies just go limp. They're just like, oh yeah, like that. They're just moving around, their heads getting tossed around. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's concussion. So the the danger. Of like CTE is is there, but mm-hmm. the difference between like a closed fit, like okay, it's like saying, would you rather get a concussion from getting hit in the head with a pillow, or a concussion from getting hit in the head by a two by four? Yeah, like the two by four clearly can do more. It'll do more trauma. Like, it'll do more and more surface damage as well. More surface damage as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you're still getting a concussion from both of those things, both of both of those impacts, right? Then you're still getting a concussion, but there's the bonus damage from the two by four. Yeah. Right, like the pillow is going to hit you, but like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not going to break a whole lot of bones. No, I think I think they actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. The uh, I think it's, um, it yeah, all sucks. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, I just think it's a it's a it's a I think it's a fun thing to do, right? But a dumb thing to to glorify. And I think so. Yeah, I would rather see uh, like WWE style chest slaps. Like, yeah. how about we see chest slaps? Yeah, like they, these ones, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not the the open hand, the old uh, Big Show. Salmon. Oh, the big show, yeah. The, the the salmon being smacked across your chest. Okay, do, do you do you prefer the salmon or the Ric Flair? Well, the Ric Flair is still a salmon, it's backhanded. He wasn't chopping like karate chop. Oh, okay, yeah. So he, he was, was still open hand. Oh, okay, he was, right. he was doing backhands. Okay. He does forehands too, like usually a, like a an open hand one way or a backhand the other way, right? I would rather see like let's get a competition of that because that's dumb shit we used to do as kids. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna hit you in the chest as hard as I can. It probably will. You be. hit me in the chest. It will be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll if, see that. If Ric Flair wants to start that league, he can. I'm doing. So, hey, uh, speaking of the old WWF there, WWE, hear about the all bonkers news going on last week? No. Monday Night Raw hits. And uh, the three or four days prior, uh, prior to that, Vince McMahon, who has been ousted from the company because he was screwing everything that moves. Yeah. He was just, like, screwing around. And they were like, well, 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 well it's fine. No big deal. It's like, well, apparently he was not just screwing around. He was getting hush money, upwards like $25 million from, like, WWE coffers to pay off all the ladies he's been fucking around with. So Whoa. they they sent they they put him out to pasture. This is like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, McMahon, that, that you, yeah. McMahon was out, right? You can't just go screwing around and putting hush money out from the company's funds yep. to like you know cover chicks up because you were screwing around behind the backs of your wife's, right? So that goes on. It's him, it's John Laurinaitis, it's a few other a few other people. Some John Laurinaitis, yes, he was there as well. He was involved. Um, they all kind of Super Dave Osborne of WWF. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of leave. They're they're kind of uh, very publicly outed and ashamed. Last week, McMahon, he reinstates two board members, and then he gets himself voted back in. And now he is the executive chairman of the board once more, apparently, because he's going to be involved in the sale of the company. Only the sale, no creative. Stephanie McMahon quits on Monday night. She leaves. This is not kayfabe. It's all real. She resigns from the company. She writes a very nice letter to the board, writes a very nice uh, letter in public, saying that I'm, I'm fully behind, like onwards and upwards. He's going to do the right thing. He's out. And then Tuesday, the news breaks that the Saudi PIF 
is buying WWE. What? Yeah. And the internet goes fucking bananas. This wasn't just like wrestling news. This was major news. Holy. The, the sports washing of the Saudi, you know, the Saudi royal family through the PIF uh, from the golf tournaments, now uh, sports, mixed martial arts. Soccer. All, soccer. All the shit they're paying into. And now the wrestling. biggest sports entertainment franchise in the world. They've bought that as well. Holy. And Wednesday morning, the news breaks. It's all bullshit. It didn't happen. The Saudi private investment fund, or public investment or, fund. Is it Aramco? Not, pardon? It wasn't Aramco, right? No, no, no. Yeah. PIF. Yeah. So the PIF is no... Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, what are we talking about? No. ...longer buying the company, and possibly never was even involved in, to- in talks the way it was reported the night before. Total BS. All crap. It could go anywhere it goes now. So Stephanie is still actually out. Mm-hmm. McMahon, she is out. But uh, it seems like every Monday and every Friday now, you're getting these like group meetings with Triple H in the back room with talent being like, everybody's going to calm down. Vince is just here to like do a, do a sale and that's it. You guys are still cool. I'm still in charge of creative. Because ever since he left, the first event after that was SummerSlam, which was gorgeous. I mean, at SummerSlam, it was almost like Triple H was destroying the, the WWE of, of the McMahons. He brought, uh, he brought like a bulldozer. Like a forklift that, that friggin' Brock Lesnar drove in and destroyed the ring. Mm-hmm. They were doing. They were actively, visually showing us as fans that you are in a new era. Old people who'd been uh, been forced out. Old wrestler, older not old as in age wise, but um, previously released wrestlers were all back in. Everything was going great. People were loving it. The vibe was different. It was like we're back to the '90s, man. It mm. felt good again. You're watching like really fun, high level stunt work. Great storytelling. Everybody's back to being happy. Mm-hmm. And McMahon just fucking waltzes back in with his big McMahon walk, blowing his quads out, just puts himself back in. Everybody's depressed again. Oh. AEW, which is like another company out there. Mm-hmm. It's a company that Cody Rhodes kind of put together with uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the, the cons, uh, the ja- Jacksonville Jaguar cons. That was the new company. And a lot of like rumblings from there, people aren't super happy with that company either. Yeah. So now that Triple H is in charge and Stephanie's, Stephanie's running the show, they can all come back to WWE. They can't do that anymore because old VKM is back in power. Oh. Vinnie Mac, run the show again. And it, I, it's drama, man. It's gorgeous. Oh. Beautiful drama. Well, can't wait to see Let's it. See what happens. So now it seems like it's either Disney or Comcast, uh, NBC Universal. Like, so they're they're the front runners because NBC Universal runs the Monday Night Show. Yeah, and they have Peacock and all the the library and the entire network. The WWE Network is on Peacock, mm-hmm. so they're they're probably going to be the ones who end up doing it. J.P. Morgan is now involved in um, in kind of like uh, their what are they, advising their advisors in the yeah. sale, so they're trying to make sure everything goes smoothly. But it's either going to be Disney or Peacock, it seems like, or or NBC, so or maybe Comcast. How much is WWF worth? They're saying ten billion dollars. Okay, so ten billion is the uh, the numbers being thrown around, mm-hmm. up, maybe upwards of twelve. But it seems like either way, he's going to make a profit of maybe like three to three to five billion, maybe McMahon. On the sale, like that's just going to go to to them. Why not? But he also will no longer have any kind of uh, control in the company. Like his shares will be like moot. Like he right now he has like actual control, right? Yeah. So he can do what he did, right? manipulate the board and brings two more members in. Now three of them vote him in, or vote in how they're going to sell the company. So if he is out, if it's Comcast, it seems like they're very keen on keeping Triple H and Stephanie because creatively they're, they're the ones who are the driving force of the yeah. company. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones responsible for the best storytelling so far. Yeah, I think so. In yeah. in years, right? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought Triple H would be such a like a genius creative guy for the company, but he is. Yeah, he's he doing is. an incredible job. Yeah, I, I yeah, cuz I think I still think the um 
Overall, yeah, the Attitude Era was the best. It was the best. It was the best. The it was Attitude the, Era it, was, it was it was the best thing on television. It was the best thing on television. Period. Yeah. I mean, Monday and to Monday nights and Thursday nights mm-hmm. were just like, full, like Raw and SmackDown. Didn't yeah. matter who who you were. If you were a kid, an adult, a banker, a finance man, yeah, a fucking thug, a bum, didn't matter what you did, you yeah. knew what was going on in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, like there was a, and it was just like legends came out of that. Like I even saw like a, I remember I was watching the NBA and I was watching LeBron James come out of the thing. He had a shirt that says LeBron three sixteen. Right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, everyone, even like uh, like yeah, point guards had like Le, uh, uh, three sixteen like shoes and sneakers like, and everything. I'm like, yeah, these guys, they they love like it's just, and it wasn't John three sixteen. No, it was white font on a black background it was austin 316 yeah and Incredible. they asked i remember the, uh, uh, steve austin uh, steve austin went for like sneaker shopping and they were telling him like yeah he goes do you know how many athletes like love your shoes and everything and like like like, like, like shoes that have your name on them they, they they custom make them and stuff like that he's like he goes yeah it's an honor he goes this is great it's incredible yeah and then he's like uh he goes what shoes do you want he's like oh, i need a pair of kobe's <laughs> <laughs> he's like he goes yeah i gotta pay i gotta pay respects to the legend that's awesome <laughs> that is so cool but yeah i mean it was the number one thing going so, in that, have you been watching Young Rock at all? No, I've never watched it. Yeah. Pretty great show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great for like as a wrestling fan. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a Dwayne Johnson show. It's a, it's a wrestling show. Yeah. But in that, uh, last week, they had this character on. So, it's it's the Attitude Era. He's getting... He's the Universal... Not Universal, sorry. He's the uh, Intercontinental Champion mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Yeah. And he's in the locker room, and he's kind of starting to climb up. But, you know, he's still not a top guy. Mm-hmm. Triple H, I think, has just won the title. Yeah. And they show you this backstage moment where McMahon is talking to uh, the two top top guys in the company mm-hmm. right now. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chad Frost. Okay. And Chad Frost is, you know, this black guy wearing a, wearing a, a cut-off denim jacket. He's got a long ponytail. Mm-hmm. His knee has recently blown out. And he's going to go away for a little while, leaving room for The Rock to come in. But who the fuck is Chad Frost? We don't know who Chad Frost is. Yeah. There was no Chad Frost in WWE. Yeah, that is uh, yeah. I was like, I was sitting there. I'm like, who the fuck is Chad Frost? But who was a top guy whose knee blew out? Who was about five foot eleven? Who had a ponytail? Who was a sexy boy? John Michaels. He was a boy toy. Yeah, yeah. So that's Chad Frost. They're using a pseudonym because later on in the episode you find out that Chad Frost had gone into McMahon's office and shit talked the hell out of the Rock. He's not ready. He's got a big head. He's no good. You're going to get rid of him sooner or later. And The Rock's push gets muted for a little while after that. Oh, okay. Because Shawn Michaels had enough swing. But there were writers in the room that went back to The Rock and told him, Hey, man, just so you know, Shawn Michaels is talking a lot of shit about you. Yep. There's a... Did you, um, uh, did you hear about that story about Conan O'Brien and The Rock? Uh, no. Oh, you mean the, the what's it called? The the dialogue thing where Conan was saying stuff? Yeah. And like, then... It, was, it wasn't SmackDown. It was something no, else. It was... Uh, Candy so, ass? Yeah, it was... Um, so Conan's... Uh, was uh was with the writers and they they he was they tried to like get his writers pissed off or whatever and he said hey uh, goes he goes hey he goes to the writer, hey you guys he goes uh why don't you all calm down for pour you guys a glass of shut up juice mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice like, cold glass yeah, of shut then, up juice and then uh, what happens is uh, uh Conan's writer leaves for uh uh he quits uh, the Conan show and he goes to write for the w- right. WWF and he's writing for the Rock and he goes to and then he the Rock says that line live and so as soon as he said because then the uh the writer says like rock's gonna use that you guys go watch w watch watch raw tonight watch raw tonight so so conan's like he started watching it and the rock used that line yeah because why don't you just i'm gonna pour you a glass of shut up juice (laughs) why don't you pour yourself a nice cold glass of shut (laughs) up juice and then he's like are you mad he's like he's like mad he's like you crazy man the rock just said my line it's so good honored (laughs) 
It's so good. I mean, when you watch, uh, especially now, like going back to Young Rock and then going to YouTube, so that's, that's what I did right away. Mm-hmm. That guy had so many great promos. Like oh, he yeah. was just a promo machine. Yeah, his promos were. Yeah, he had the best promos ever. I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think when it came to to mic work and charisma, he's number one. He's number one. Yeah, I, I think Ric Flair was just too. He was too crazy. Ric um, Flair was really good in that early '80s NWA yeah, era. Yeah, he was good then. Yeah, but he just got too like crazy. When he turned red, you're just like, yeah. you, you, I, I feared for his health. But he's yeah. gonna have a stroke. Yeah, and but uh, still, but. Stone Cold Steve Austin was up there as well. Right. Um, he's more menacing. He's more menacing. And like, right. But he's also like, that dynamic between him and Vince, when they were like going out at each other, yeah. that was the fun, that was also one of the funniest. It was perfect. Like the, the bedpan? The bedpan is number one. Is number one. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, you, if you've if you ever watched the, uh, the Stone Cold, it was like an older WWE Network era documentary. Mm-hmm. It might have been a Netflix thing before the network. But there's a great story that he tells about when McMahon's in the bed and he's sitting around doing whatever he's doing, and he just hears like a like a spung, spung, and he's yeah. like, "The fuck is that? Like, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And they go up and they go into the hallway, and they see Stone Cold like binging off a bedpan on his own head, yeah, because he's trying to find the sweet spot for the best sound. <laughs> he's like, "Where's the best sound going to come from?" And he found it because when you hear him hit McMahon, it's a perfect, it's perfect, like ringing gong slash cowbell sound. Yeah, it's that's perfect. That's a that's a belly laugh moment where you're just like as soon as you hear it right you are grabbing your stomach and just like you're just you explode with laughter when yeah. you uh when you see him pull out the, the, the catheter, catheter and he's gonna give him the enema yeah they'll look at me like say what you will about vince mcmahon oh yeah that guy just he sold his soul to like to like to make that oh his, his family he put his family on the line he put everything he put the show first he put the show first yeah. he sold for for stone cold so hard. Yeah. I better than I think most most wrestlers would have sold for another wrestler. I think so. I think McMahon sold harder than almost anybody else. That uh that the thing, the whole deal you want the uh the Ric Flair coming in to buy the company. Yeah, yeah. Like the look on his face there, the the thing where he's rubbing his ear, he's getting all freaked out and he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> all of that, it's just man, that guy could have gotten Oscars. If he was an actor in a different life. He oh, would yeah. have been a top-level guy. Oh, yeah, he should have got the Peabody Award. The Peep, well, not the Peabody Award. <laughs> at least uh, he'd at least be in the running for an EGOT. Yeah, or, yeah, maybe. Or, like, maybe, you know what, he should get or the Mark Twain Award. The Mark Twain Award. Yeah. Get the Mark Twain. Well, I mean, you never know. There's still time. Yeah. If it turns out all those ladies lied about, you know, the rapes. Well, there were no rapes. It seems like they're more, like, Yeah, that was, yeah that, that, that's, like, thing. That, that's why I can't give Vince McMahon, like, uh, as much credit as I want to give him for, like, just... Putting it all on the line, stuff like right. that. that. Like that's just all that other stuff just brings him to like. It's hard to brings, look it, the it, other it, way. Just, it brings him to the the guy should be buried underneath the bottom of the prison. I mean, the only way that you can look the other way on somebody committing those many uh, alleged sexual atrocities, yeah, is if they wrote Billy Jean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the only guy who's got a pass. Yeah. I mean, everybody else, we still look at him like, what the fuck? What a monster! What yeah. a fucking monster! And oh, then you man. hear Billie Jean and you just forget that, you know, all these kids are saying that maybe they got diddle or something. I don't, know. I don't know, man. As soon as Billie Jean starts, Billie Jean starts and we suddenly just no longer give a shit. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough call. It's a tough call, man. It's I don't know. It's a tough call. That's the thing. Like, I can just, like, the thing is, like, I can go back and just appreciate it in the moment. Right. And just say, like, you know what? This is what I enjoyed. And then everything else is, like, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, like, I, I can do the same thing with Michael Jackson. Like, people say, like, yeah, he did this with all these kids and all that. Right. Like, but I can go back and watch his old, like, his music videos, right. watch Moonwalker, watch Thriller, listen to, listen to, like, listen to Thriller, listen to his old music. I can enjoy that. Right. Okay, everything after, and then all the allegations and stuff like that, I'm like, people are just free to believe what they want to believe, so. But I can't do the same thing with Gary Glitter. <laughs> I mean, like, you think about, like, 
Gary Glitter. Even that uh, uh, Savile, Jimmy Savile. Mm-hmm. Like, those people are dead to the world. Rightly mm-hmm. so. Well, yeah. Gary Glitter's out now. I think, like, last week or something he got out. Mm. He only served half the time that he did. Uh, the Joker movie. The Joker movie used uh, Rock and Roll Part 2. I mean, we were supposed to ban that from existence. That was supposed to, like, burn that song to the ground. This guy's yeah. a rapist. Yeah. Uh, he's a Cosby-era, like, Phil Spector, Jimmy Savile, Gary Glitter, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, these were the eras of people were like, let's fucking burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. But, like, Rock and Roll Part 2 in a movie for the first time in, in since the accusations. Yeah. That guy's lucky he's not he didn't die in Thailand. Like, Gary Glitter should have been... Like, he's lucky the cops got to him before mm-hmm. the street got street to got, him. Street got to him, yeah. Because that would have been a carotene moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> dead, in a, dead in a closet. Yeah. You, you diddled the wrong kid, man. Yep. You diddled the wrong girl, and that's just what it is. Oh, uh, hey, um, so here's one for you, actually. Sure. I mean, we can kind of keep going here. Yeah. Um, the Astro Boy Canadian dub. The Edmonton dub. The Well, it was uh, a Newfoundland Quebec dub. Okay. We had it here in Global. It's a Global dub. It's a Global dub, yeah. But it was uh, in the East Coast. Yeah. Mostly lost to time. Almost all gone. We look back on it fondly. Yes. There's only about 10 episodes left. Actually, just downloaded a little. Um, there's only about 10 episodes left. The The problem was the VHS that these things were recorded on were all used for multiple other things and just completely destroyed. Okay. So there's almost no Astro Boy Canadian left. Mm-hmm. I was watching it and I was watching some of the, the original, like American, the American dub. Yeah. And I think nostalgia might have been what kept me on those dubs because the Canadian dub dare I say, is the inferior dub. It is the inferior... So much of the violence is cut out. Okay, yeah. You know, okay, I'll, yeah I'm gonna, the I'm, action is yeah, cut I'm, out. I'm going I'm I'm to stop you right there. Okay? The voices... Okay, the voices and the names they use are just like... Uh, they're more... Um, what, what, what I remember. Cause what, which right. is like, when you watch... When you think about cartoons, it's like, you know, what did you... They, they You enjoy them because it reminds you of when you were a kid. Okay? Right. When now with the American, the new dub that you can buy on Blu-ray and stuff like that, or DVD, mm. or whatever. Well, the American dub. The American dub, right? At the same time. Yeah, the voices, the voices are so annoying. They're irritating. They're irritating. The names have all changed. Right. But Tom and Turk. But yeah, exactly. Balfus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peabody. Professor Peabody. Yeah. So like, uh, slippery. Slippery. <laughs> so like, but Orin. They're, they're but they're uncut. Yeah, but yeah, Sarah is Orin now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're uncut. They're uncut. So you can see more action. It's it's significantly more. Yeah. Like, I think... Um, I know exactly what you're talking right, about. Right. Like, yeah. the Turk killing all the robots. Yeah. Cut completely out cut of completely the Canadian out. dub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we had more stringent... Uh, yeah, because because even... Regulations. Yeah, because you want to go back to it, I'm like, why the hell was that... There's, like, there's a scene missing somewhere. Right. It feels... It feels like there's something missing. Something's gone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of the voices not being great... Yeah. The, the actual content that you get is so much better... On the uh, on the American, the, content, the international, yeah, because like even like that one with like the most powerful robot in the world, mm-hmm. that one, like, you know when he like when they when they're fighting and they they they, they come together mm-hmm. and they uh, they stop the volcano from uh, from exploding. Astro Boy says he's like he goes uh, he goes where is he? where is he he's like they're like he's hiding they're like he's hiding in that volcano and he comes out he's a different robot different entirely and they're like. And he's like, why'd you come out of there? Ash was like, why'd you come out of there? And he comes out and he's that different, he's that huge, like, right. double-eagled head because thing, he right? Because a different robot. Yeah, it's a different robot. They, yeah. and, but in the in the American dub, it shows that robot killing Commenter. Right. Or whatever that, whatever he's called, Bluto. right? Yeah, and Bluto, right? So, yeah, it's just like, it's like you pick your poison. Like, do you want nostalgia? Or do you want a more, like, fleshed out thing, right? So you have to pick your poison. The truth is, like, when I do hear the intro... To the uh, the like Doctor Tenma version yeah. compared to the Professor Balfus, mm-hmm. it's 
the nostalgia isn't there. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia is there for the Canadian intro for me. Yeah, and I I, I just find that yeah because like I would rather I I for me personally if I had to watch them again, um, I think ignorance is bliss. So I'd rather just watch the uh, the older ones right. than watch the newer ones because I just I, the voices just take me right out of it. Yeah, the the new yeah. the new voice acting. Well, not the new voice acting is the the uh, the alternate the international the, yeah, the American inter- voice acting. Yeah, because they were they were done at the same time. I think the American one was done like eighty three. Mm-hmm. The Canadian one was done in eighty four, eighty five. Okay, so they were both done around the same time. It's just when when it finally came to Canada because of content. They had to redub it because they were cutting so much of it out. Yeah. So they redubbed it with a, a lot of Canadian actors and cut a lot of the content out. But the American dub is significantly whinier. It's whinier. The voice acting is way it's like, yeah, it, it's way too childish. High pitched, very childish. Like the the style is different. But god damn, if it isn't cool to see some like missing plot elements. It is like uh, it is, and I've seen the plot elements that you know, especially like uh, some of the some of the episodes where like you could see like more action, mm-hmm. but. I'm like, but I can watch those episodes again and remember everything. Right. And so I'm like, uh, so I'm like, I'd rather just watch it with the voices that I like. Right. And just ignore the fact that I miss. I wish I could do that. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't mean like I wish I could do what you do. I Mm -hmm. mean, I wish we could have all of the Canadian dub. Yeah. And then have watched them both Mm -hmm. and just know the complete story, but just fill in the gaps myself. Yeah, exactly. Like fill the gaps in my head over what's actually happening. That's what I'm going to have to, if I, if I had access to those, those. If I had access to those episodes, yeah. I would watch it and just enjoy them. By yeah. Them. yeah. It would be great to actually get like a better dub done now. Yeah. Just like, just redub the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I did the same thing with um, Giant Robo. I, I, I was, I had the old VHS. I had all the VHS for Giant Robo and they're great. The OVA, mm-hmm. the day the earth stood still, black attache, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, the nostalgia was great for those ones. But when I finally heard the alternate dub, the, the newer version of it with the 5.1 surround, my God, it's like, it's so much better. But the nostalgia wasn't there. Yeah. Some dialogue is different. It just didn't hit me the same way. Yeah, I remember like I was watching the uh, the Pioneer dub of uh, uh, on uh, of Akira. Mm-hmm. I was watching it on 4K. So they have all the, they have the 1988 English one, the streamlined the streamlined version, right? And they have the uh, the Pioneer dub with the English version, that one, and they have the Japanese version. Okay, cannot watch the Pioneer uh, English version because the voices are just like they're terrible. It's it, it, it sounds like they sound like whiny teenagers. The the Pioneer yeah. version is the most recent one I've watched. I felt like my best friend betrayed me. Yeah. Or just did did something and I can't get over it. It's like the the whiny, like, uh, Canada mm-hmm. is just such a little punk. In yeah, he sounds like he's late for the prom. Oh, he's the worst. Like, yeah. he's just got the whiniest voice. Whereas the, in the, the streamline, the original dub, it's unbelievable, yeah. He sounds like a guy who's got some shit to do. Yeah. Like, there are moments in it that are for, like, comedic effect where he has a little bit, like, kind of whiny about stuff they're going to take care of. But, yeah, but but that's based on the, that's based on the, on the anime. Right. That's 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 how he is. That's how he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the manga. Yeah. That, that's kind of how he is. Like, he finally gets his shit together and he mans up and he gets it done. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's Leonardo's voice. It's Leonardo's voice. Yeah. But in the, um, Ninja Turtles, everybody, if you're, if you're wondering who we're talking about. Not Da Vinci. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's so much better. It's it's the nostalgia is better. The style is better. Everything about it is better. Yeah, much better. Now, the new one looks really good. Yeah. Like but, we, yeah, we were just um, at my uncle's house. We were trying to, like, um, he had that, he got that new, that new top line Samsung surround, sound bar, whatever it you're is. You're saying, yeah. Yeah, so we, he said, so I just wanted to, like, I brought my, um, I just brought my, my 4K player, but I just wanted to fix, test what uh, Akira sounded like. And, um, Fuck, man. Holy crap. Sounds pretty great. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds it, it great. still has it. They, the remaster, the 4K remaster was really good. Um, but um, 
Sounds better on a Sonos. I <laughs> you love your Sonos. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I got I don't know. Sonos kind of Sonos is that thing to me. I remember how when Xbox is that that Xbox 360, which like you know there nothing was backwards compatible and the machine kept dying mm-hmm. and it was just like a, a bad entry. Mm-hmm. And Sony came in. It's like yeah, you can trade your games if you want to. And mm-hmm. like the PS3 works fine. Just relax. Plug it in. It works. Yeah. I was that with Sonos and Samsung. Mm-hmm. Sonos kind of did that thing where all of a sudden it's like hey yeah it all works but you got to pay us a little bit of money every month. That subscription service they tried for a little while. And the updates were break, like breaking all the old boxes or all oh, the old were? speakers. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. This is, a, this is before you, I think you got into it. Oh, okay. Because I think you got into Sonos right afterwards, mm-hmm. and they've kind of fixed those problems. They go along. Yeah, because I, I haven't forgiven them for the earlier issues. Yeah, because I, I got their second and I got their the Arc, which is their second gen, and mm-hmm. I got their their B. Their, sorry, the subwoofer, which is their third gen subwoofer. Huh? Why you guys make it so fancy? Fuck you! You hear this thing, man? It's it's, 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 it's 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 a house shaker. Oh, it's yeah. a subwoofer. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. We're going to hit a few extra things. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone successfully trolled their fans the end of last year. Yeah. 2022 with the, uh, the top 20 or top 200. Mm-hmm. Top 200 singers and Celine Dion's on it. Like a bunch of like really like actual legitimate singers mm-hmm. aren't on it. But it's like Steve Jackson of the Marples. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Like there's a whole bunch of no-name people on it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I oh, can't remember who was number one. There was actually, did you hear about that, that, te- that text about uh, from Anthony Bourdain? Saying that, um, I guess his new book that's coming out. I'm not sure what it is, but like, um, so he's saying, telling me he's still alive. Oh no, he's faked his death. Yeah, he. So he's saying he said a wrote. So this company, though, this people, this lady who was like, I guess worked with him or whatever it was, um, saying that he t- he she texted he texted her about just a little just a little while before before he died, saying that I hate my life. I fucking hate my fans. They're a bunch of idiots. Oh god, that's yeah. Depression. And so now the, now his estate is saying that's all lies. I would so imagine. So he's like, you're just labeling him. And so they're just, uh, you know, he's no, dead. Right. Yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, it's pretty sad. It is sad, man. I, because there is that one assistant of his that, uh, that helped write the previous book and did the documentary. Mm-hmm. The one that came out like a few years ago, like four or five years ago. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but she's kind of like the one, I don't know if it was her, but I would not be surprised if this is a, I mean, this is a guy who was dealing with a lot of demons and there yeah, were ups and downs in his life, man. So, if you're if you're the kind of person who's going through all that shit, then you're you're shacked up with the worst human being that you could possibly be with. Yeah, who poisons you little by little, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. Yeah, it is. she she just turns every gear that you turned off, they turn them right. on. Your self loathing, she cranks up to eleven. Yeah. So I think eventually you're gonna have these days where you feel like everything is fraudulent. Yeah. Your fans are frauds. You are a fraud. The the career you've built up is is all bullshit. Your imposter syndrome was through the roof. Mm-hmm. That could happen. Yeah. So I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he did say that. Um. And maybe this is damage control now from the the publishers, who are trying to like you know, or his estate. Yeah. So who knows, man? I don't know. It's I. I can't. I can't say that guy was going through a lot of shit. Yeah. So is Prince Harry. His, <laughs> well, you know, his book he is, is the spare. Yeah, his book. His book is selling like hotcakes. I can, well, you know, the suckers. The suckers. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, while we're while we're getting that uh, coffeezilla busting all the crypto cons mm-hmm. like how about we get a coffee silver version for you know the books like look at you man this is a fraudulent this is a fraud yeah this, this is this is fraud this but this book this book is selling like you wouldn't even believe yeah you you wrote a fictionalized account of your life who knows how much was accurate or maybe just your own personal shit you're going through like yeah. 30 years from now he's gonna look back at this book and be like i'm a fucking idiot yeah i'm a fucking idiot yeah i'm such a dummy i remember like i was i was i was uh i was with jamie we were walking through like uh chapters and then mm-hmm. uh, that, that one of their books was there or whatever and then she's like oh look there's this book here i'm like like this lady was looking at it and then uh 
I looked at it and she's like, she goes, oh, there's, the, there's that book. And I said, I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like yeah. basically, right? And the lady looks at me and she's like, she's like, thank you. Somebody said it. And I, then, I yeah. think everybody's saying it. I'm like, yeah. not saying it out loud. In this is ridiculous. She's like, then she's like, then, yeah. Then she was like, oh, there's a, oh, I want to see about the one. I'm like, there is no racism. She's barely, like, I was, I was sitting there. I'm like, this is, her, everything that comes out of their mouth is pure garbage. I, Fuck look, off. Here's the deal. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some people who, because, honest to God, like Obama and her, it's like you're too black to join the country club, but you're too white to have racism affect you. I think, I call bullshit on that 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the second you look a little bit different and you're clearly black, like you clearly have some black in you, it's like all these guys come out of the woodwork to, to either shit on you because you are different, you're a part of a minority, then when it comes down to you complaining, they're going to come up your ass and be like, well, you know, like that's just you being being whiny because you're not really, you know, all black. Like it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. I, However, that is a very privileged life that you're entering. Yes. And you should kind of know what you're getting into yeah. as a minority. Like this shit's going to affect you. Yeah. So I, I yeah. kind of think like you need to go in eyes open and maybe they didn't. I think I think they kind of like I think she, she knew that that was going to happen. I think so. And they planned their plan. They, they planned their way around that. It could have been. Could be. I, it could have been. Yeah. I also don't think anything they put out there, books, whatever it is, I don't think any of this stuff isn't fully thought out by all. It has to be. Yeah. This this is all this is all orchestrated like perfectly. Yeah, I think it is all orchestrated. Yeah, it's, it's, that's just how it's right. Yeah, I, I think it's just I, it's absolute trash. It's a way for them to be relevant, and it's and I don't think for a second there wasn't like royal advisors who were involved in the editing, making whatever it was. I think all of this is just a way for them to be relevant yeah. because they've got nothing else going, nothing on. Else going on. There's nothing else going on at all. Yeah. And it's not going to affect them in the long run. Like, so yeah, I, I think it's all bullshit, but I'm a firm believer for all those people who come out there and they're like, well, you know, like for like anybody's half a minority or half a POC or half like whatever it is. It's like, it's always the same thing, man. You are always too dark to join the country club and you're always too white to complain about being, having racism thrown in your face. Yeah. It's like, that seems to be like the thing. It's like, just that's what all the majority always kind of brings about. Like Obama, the, uh, the Republicans, I was like, well, you know, he's not really black. Mm-hmm. It's like, but he's black enough for you to be racist towards him. Yep. It's like, fuck you. Like, that's that's always like a little mm-hmm. dog whistly bullshit. Yeah, they can't, can't, have, can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, man. Mm-hmm. Either he's not black, in which case, shut your mouth and let the president run the country. Yeah. Or she's not black, so you shut your mouth and like ignore it. Or she is black and you're a bit of a piece of shit. Like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my thing about it. But yeah. I do think the book is bullshit. The yeah. book is propaganda. Yeah, it's a waste of paper. It's a waste of paper. Um, that, that's all crap. Uh, let's see. We had... Oh, yeah. We were talking about the, the Fred Durst thing. We'll go. We'll get back to that. We'll save, we'll save all this for the next episode. There's a bunch of stuff we had that we lost Yeah. that we'll save for the next episode. I think we, uh, we nailed a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, other than that, how was your week? Good. It was good stuff. So far, so good. Yeah, so just recovering. Good. And, uh, yeah, just recovering for the weekend. Uh, just getting sleep. We're gonna have a conversation, probably with the cameras off, about a an item that I think you might be interested in. Okay. I I recently pulled a trigger. I put my money where my mouth was, where my mouth is, and I uh, I bought myself a refurbished MacBook Air instead nice. of buying a new computer. Right. So I'm buying something new. I needed something. And instead of going like full on new, I just went straight up. It's not here yet. It comes here on Friday. But I I went to the refurb store. I couldn't, I just couldn't buy new. It was just one of those things where I, I just had, because, you know, I'm the guy who's always saying that. Children digging shit out of the ground with their fingers and a stick to get the lithium that goes on all of our shit. I was like, I couldn't do it. I had to buy, I had to buy refurbished. Ethically, that was the choice for me to make. Um, but there is a new item that came out that uh, might fit your return window for the item that you recently bought. 
Oh, it's too late now. <laughs> Is it too late? Yeah. Oh, God, because yeah. the M2s just came out. Oh, I didn't care. Oh, my God, they're beautiful. No, they're nice, but they... Like, but, like more horsepower for the same price you paid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't care. <sighs> I'm like, you know what? Like, just... Uh, I can't do it anymore, but... As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I should call them right now. I, 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 know, I knew it was coming out, but I was like... There's Nobody's ever coming out. Nobody knew. Yeah, what do you mean like, you knew? I'm like, were I'm you like, an Apple with an insider? No, I Steve Jobs over here? The thing is, I I knew they would eventually come eventually out. Eventually come out. But I was like, you know what? By the time it does come out, I'm not even going to care. I'm like, there's, there's, you're, you're fine with yours. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like, the machine you have is, like, I mean, even the, the MacBook Air, with it, I, I got the 8 gig, um, what's it called? 8 core, 8 core, mm-hmm. with 16 gigs and a terabyte. Yeah. And it ran me just under 1800. Yeah. And it's basically brand new. It's an it's a item that probably was returned within a return window for somebody. So you're you're getting a new machine for like a thousand dollars off, and I'm not even concerned about the power in that. Mm-hmm. So you clearly, with what you bought, have significantly more power than you're gonna need. But the um, the M2s that just came out with the same configuration you have, yeah, have uh, slightly more cores mm. and a, a bigger. They start at one terabyte for the same price that you yeah. paid for. Yeah, so I was like, maybe you should just fucking pull on a return here. Well, you're the, one you would, you're the one who told me to buy those things. I did. I yeah. bullied you into it. Yeah, so. I bullied you into it like a dirty fucking yeah. high but, school but, bully. But, but the thing is, I'm, I'm just going to keep this until, like, because I know Apple's going to come out with the OLED displays, so the XDRs, but, that's, but they're going to come out later in like, a couple of years. New panel technology at CES this year. I think OLED might be on the way out, man. We'll see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, because I freaking hate OLED. Mm-hmm. But, so, um, yeah. Hey, I think that was a good episode. Yeah. I think uh, at the end, I almost bullied you into buying a new MacBook, but it didn't work out. Uh, I was going to, but I was like, you know what? Uh, every year there's a new one that that comes out faster and faster and faster. I'm like, you gotta like, you gotta buy one at some point. So there's always an oozing bolt 2.0. Yeah, because yeah. like the, the, I was just I was rendering like uh, songs in this weekend and doing videos and stuff like that. More than happy with the performance. It's so fast. I mean, I'm telling you, man, yeah. my M1, the the mini, the Mac Mini, mm-hmm. is like, I mean, you know, I know it's three years old and it's only got 16 gigs of RAM. It is so powerful. Yeah, because I, I don't like multi. I don't multitask when I'm doing it. Like you know, if I'm just doing, I don't multitask like you know, video rendering. Then I'm working on, on fruity loops and stuff like that. I don't do them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, I just let it sit and render, and then let it go, and then uh, no problem. Has the fan, has whatever I need. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I knew the M2 chip. When I saw the um, when I saw it, like the uh, the keynote, I was just sitting there. I'm, I was watching it. And I'm like, you know what? Can't be mad. Just like whatever it is, it's you know. I have, the, I have the hard drive space. I'm good to go. So. Can't be mad, bro. No, it is. Can't be mad, bro. Title of this episode. Yeah. Can't be mad, bro. Be, same display, same chassis, same ports. Whatever. Who cares? Pretty good. From the outside, you can't even tell. I almost had it. Yeah. I thought maybe. That'd maybe I, I twist the knife no. just enough. No. Can't bother just me with that. I make, uh, I make too much money for that. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I make too much money for that. Yeah. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, um, if you fine. made it this far into the episode, mm-hmm. uh, we should point out that you should probably, you're listening to this on Spotify. Yes. We are going Spotify exclusive. Yep. We are ditching all other crap. The backlog, the backlog, I guess the uh, the back issues mm-hmm. of our episodes, are all, all the old episodes, are all going to be on YouTube now. Yeah. Because we're, we're not going to be, we're like whatever episode this is going to be, first episode of 2023, mm-hmm. is going to be the first episode only on Spotify. Yeah. And then everything else is just on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you probably don't have to resubscribe. If you, if you hear this, you're fine. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you're good. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Enjoy enjoy the rest of 2023. You listen to your favorite two assholes talk about shit they really don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, you can say your thing. All right. Peace out. <laughs>